Hello and welcome to episode six of Draft Off Sides. I'm with Tico and Enzo. My name is Keith. Geez, what a rough day for a Chelsea fan. How are you guys doing? I'm excellent. It was a great day yesterday for me. Not so bad in my fantasy, depending on what happens tomorrow, but I'm excellente, sir. Excellente. Uh, the defeated sound of Keith, the Chelsea fan, and the exciting sound of Enzo, the Tottenham fan. And then there is me, Neutral, who was good games. I enjoyed it. I was saying this before we got on, Tico, but um, I just, today was this whole weekend was like a big hour. Like we, we all we, we had lost that parlay bet. Chelsea lost. I think I'm going to lose both my fantasy matchups. I just can't. I just can't win a thing. There's no positives. There's no positive takeaways from this weekend. Well, at least you're not going to lose to Kyle, which looks like I'm going to lose to Kyle after all the shit talking we did about his team. Yeah, yeah, that, that's unfortunate. I'm completely baffled about Kyle's team. It's like an anomaly. Don't get it. How is he even winning? It's it it's just early. proves to you. When it comes to fantasy, it's better to be lucky than good. Truly, and it, it's so early in the season, we can't. Well, we're we like you don't want to put too much weight on the first first two weeks, you know. So there's so much that can happen and change. Um, any big takeaways from this weekend, guys? Any like big picture, not like specific uh, specific teams or specific players, but more just like big themes. VAR seems to be a big take this season. Um, day off fucking up tremendously even yesterday in the Tottenham game I thought they were gonna give away a penalty and then they didn't it's been a, it's been a little bit weird and there was another one today weren't there for um was it in the Chelsea West Ham game was there a penalty oh yeah you, oh no oh wait yeah it was given and then um that, that Enzo was a missed it. That was no, a no, penalty. No, 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 you're right. No, I wasn't bringing up today but you missed it oh he missed you're it right. yeah, definitely never let an Enzo take a penalty <laughs> I try to warn everyone, do not trust an Enzo. Um, he did. It's, yeah, it's, it looks like it's going to be a year with a lot of uh, yellow cards just because they're cracking down on talking to the referees. And a lot of the people, they just get talking, they who talk a lot, they get the yellow. And then when they do challenge, they get the second yellow on the red card. How many this weekend? Wasn't there like two, three games where there were down to 10 people? And also with the injuries as well, it seems like it's going to be a year with a lot of injuries. Uh, all across every major league, which is kind of weird. Yeah, two of them from so. my team. Two of them got sent off. Fucking hell. A lot of, yeah, it's like the, like a lot of descent yellows. Yeah, it's it's a, bad, it's a war zone out there as far as between injuries and people getting reds and just the waivers are going to be a fight this week. It'd be interesting if, as the year goes down, if they kind of loosen up a little bit on cracking down on the yellows for talking too much with uh, with the referees. Maybe they want to send a message from the get-go and then throughout the season they'll um, loosen that up. be interesting to watch. Or players realize they can't get away with it. You know, They, they might have been kind of pushing their boundaries and now they're starting to realize, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into the matches. So this kick off the week on Friday, it was Nottingham Forest 2, Sheffield United 1. Um, we don't need to cover too much in this game. Uh, what did you guys – did you guys watch it? What did you guys think? Uh, I watched the highlights. It wasn't. It wasn't a bad game. It wasn't a great game. Pretty flat, to be honest. Um, well, I watched the second half. It was whatever you expect. Uh, expected it to be nothing too exciting. It was kind of back and forth. Um, nothing really stood out for me in that game, except uh, that Kyle picked up uh, Taiwa. Uh, how do you pronounce his last name? 
Yeah, and he scored within the first three minutes, so that's what uh, I was going up against. This so you week. were just seething from the start. Um, I-, I watched the whole game. I thought there were uh, like a couple takeaways. One is I think Awoni is going to get goals, and I think if he's still undrafted and you're if if he's still on the waivers, you should absolutely pick him up. Um, I didn't play him, but he was on one of my benches, and I really regret that. The other two, <laughs> the other thing I took away from this game was the. The fact that Forrest is playing a like a wingback system, so Serge Aurier scored a lot of points this week, and he probably won't score twenty eight plus points again. But like that, he's him and Nick Neko Williams on the left side are they're both going to get forward a lot. So those might be guys like streaming pickups for for defense that are worth it. And the other thing too is I think Gibbs White is really good. Like he's he literally like didn't get an assist, didn't get a goal, but he's still scoring like. Tons and tons of points because he's just so involved in that in this team. So I think like he might be a he might be someone that is worth keeping an eye on for trades down the road because I think he's just like going to be a stud all season long. Um, the other thing, Matt Turner, people were so excited to see him play. The American got scored on, so that was a bummer. But he he also made a few good saves. But I think uh, this weekend their first game as well. It's not like he's letting in easy goals. They're kind of bangers. He had to like. The, the second goal they scored, that was a banger from outside with the top corner. Yeah. I, not, not much you could do I about it. I think the general sense with Turner is that he's a pretty good like shop stopper. His issue is he's not like great with his feet. So like that's why some of these teams kind of overlook him because now every single goalie needs to be a freaking magician with their feet. Okay, next next game, uh, Fulham 0, Brentford 3. What do you guys think? It's fucking Wissen and Buembo again. They're no Tony, no problem, huh? No Tony, no problem, man. Um, this they're not in just. It's not like they're winning one nil. They're they're banging in goals. They scored two goals against Tottenham last game, which is good opponents. And then they scored three. Granted, after six four minutes, down to ten men. But Whistler and, and they could have had more. I watched that game. They could have had more. Okay, but the Tottenham game, the goals were a little fluky, right? We've kind of discussed that. Yeah, yeah. One was an own goal and one was a penalty. But regardless, they could, you take your chances where you can get them. Because this game, to me, was tighter than it looked until the red card. And the red card was like a double jeopardy, foul in the box, red card, second, you know. Yeah. So that, so, I don't know. I'm not like, I'm not jumping on the Brentford train quite yet. I think they're still going to be pretty good, but I'm not like, and I'll be all trading for Wissant and Bembo type vibes yet. Same. I'm actually, I'm more disappointed in Fulham um, this year. I know they lost their striker, but I thought Jimenez would be able to do something, but has been non-existent. Um, William didn't, William did not get the start this year, uh, this game here at Wilson. So I don't know. I, part of me feels like they might be actually battling for relegation and they'll be in the relegation conversation or bottom of the league t- uh, for this coming year. Not impressed by yeah, them. I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, it was it's tighter. It was tighter than the score looked, but I kind of agree. I think they need to figure some of this stuff out quick. I think the the defense is just a little scary, and now they're going to be without their captain for the next game. So, who do they have? I'm trying to look. What's their uh, their matchups? I'm seeing Arsenal, City, Luton. Yeah, so it's Arsenal. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, there's not many. There's not many assets on on Fulham that I'm super keen on now, huh? No, they're probably going to lose all those games. Probably fading, fading most of Fulham. I have I have Robinson in one of my teams. Unfortunately, started him this week. I'm probably he's probably not going to be see the light of day for a while until he uh, shows me something different. But um, Mbembo and Wissa again continue to score a second second game in a row a row where they each each have scored a goal. Um, a couple of the midfielders for Brentford scored really high too, like Jensen. 
Um, are we are we like keen on their assets? Are we like trying to acquire or we'll talk about that later? Talk about that later in a in a future segment. All right, moving down the line. Liverpool three, Bournemouth one. Um, Enzo, you were watching this game, right? Tico, you were as well. It's kind of one of those games where it's fun because Liverpool went down early and they were kind of forced to really put their foot on the gas. It was bloody weird at the beginning. Bloody weird. Allison, I don't know what he was doing. He's in two minds. He got a quick yellow real quick, like slide tackling. I can't remember who it was, but he slide tackled somebody. And then the goal just out of nowhere. It was uh, some mistakes in defense. They weren't comfortable. It didn't seem comfortable. Liverpool didn't look like Liverpool. But then as soon as that goal went in, they turned it on. My favorite version of Liverpool is when they they go down a goal early because then just it's free fall. Hey, everyone just attacks. They look good. They're creating chances. They're attacking with the fi- uh, fast pace. Uh, I McAllister is the one to me. It's he's kind of not played up to his potential. But I also do think that once they get a defensive midfield, it will free up the wings to kind of go up and down more, more as well, and he'll he'll probably tighten up the, de- the defense. Because they have no problem scoring goals. They have no problem attacking. It's just kind of uh, they get caught on the counterattacks, especially with Trent and Robertson going up as well. You mean they picked up a defensive midfielder? Did they play him? Endo. Did they play him? He came on. When there were 10 people? He came on, didn't do anything. He came on when they were down to 10. Yeah, he came down after McAllister got, got the red. The I, I can't say his name. Uh, Keith, help me out with this. You're, the Slobosly? He's been very good. Has been excellent for them. Uh, it's it, you don't see him making a lot of mistakes. He get he comes down, helps on defense, is involved in the attack, doesn't really lose possession, wins tackles. Uh, he had a couple of shots from outside the box as well, so he's kind of taking taking it more. Um, I just think he's going to get better and better as the year goes on. Yeah, L- Luis Diaz is is playing phenomenal. Uh, Jota's taking all that limelight away from Gapo. Gapo needs to get out of that attacking midfield role. He really needs to take over where Jota is because I think he do he do everything that Jota's doing maybe a little bit better. But Jota's just Jota's doing his job. He's doing his job. Yeah, I mean it's going to be hard to displace him when he just keeps scoring and keeps performing well. Um, the Gakpo thing is really alarming. Just like um, I think the worst part is is that like Klopp's really happy with what he's doing and they don't really have the personnel and like. You were just thinking, right when you were thinking, oh, we have Endo, like Endo's coming in, McAllister can play higher, Gakbo can pl- replace Jota conceivably, McAllister go- goes and gets a red. So now we're just right back to Gakbo playing yeah. in the midfield next week too, I bet. Mm-hmm. You know? So, and he just, um, I mean, he doesn't look bad in that position, but he's just not scoring yeah, he's not, points he- for fantasy. Like, I don't, I don't think he's necessarily like, like playing poorly. I wouldn't drop him or... Tr- Maybe try to trade him at this point. Maybe. Yeah. Um, Mo Salah uh, missed the penalty, scored a goal. I fucking called it, right? We, you guys see that? I fucking called it. I knew he was walking up, and I was like, "This motherfucker's gonna miss. He's gonna fucking miss." And he fucking missed. He got so lucky that ball bounced to his feet, and he still got minus points for missing a penalty. That fucking idiot. Just fucking bang it in the net, man. Don't think he's that good of a penalty taker. Don't. Yeah, but are you really going to take penalties off him? Like, who's no one's taking penalties off Mosala at Liverpool? Give give the gag, bro. He fucking needs it for his fucking confidence. <laughs> uh, then what about Bournemouth? Uh, I really like Solanke. He uh, he he seems to always kind of do well and show up. I think it's just the team around him just kind of holds him back a little bit. They're in trouble now because Billing Lula picked up an injury in that game, and they just signed Tyler Adams, but he's injured as well. So he's it's going to be a little while before he gets comes into play. Both the, they're they're both their fullbacks are good. 
uh, Kirkes and Aaron's. They're both good. They they they're holding it down, but they can't do it on their own because those center backs they got there's more holes in that defense than Swiss cheese, mate. Yeah, they're playing Tottenham next week. I'm not super keen on anyone on that team against Tottenham. Going to bang it in, bro. Especially, like, I think the defenders might be the only ones really available that you'd be interested in, and I'm not super keen on playing any Bournemouth defenders. They should start Justin Kluivert. He's much better. He he will be more efficient, and he will help out my fantasy team as well if he gets the hole. <laughs> you don't even know anything about Justin Clivert. I know who, who's daddy for, is. And you keep saying his bloody name wrong. It's Clivert. It's not Kluvert. I pronounce it the way I pronounce it. You pronounce it the way you pronounce it. All right, mate. We're very liberal with our pronunciations on this uh, show. We are very liberal with, you know, the Brunei. What about the Liverpool defense? Like, Bournemouth, not the biggest challenge in the world, but they are going to be facing more challenging opponents in coming weeks. They have what, Newcastle next week. I'd be a little nervous starting like, uh, you know, Trent, you're always obviously going to start, but like some of the other guys on that Liverpool back line, I would not love seeing that, especially the way Liverpool plays a high line and the way Newcastle absolutely demolished Osavilla with that high line in game, game week one. Like I'm not looking forward to having any Liverpool defenders. What do you guys think? Yeah. Play Van Dyke, Probably that's it. But it all depends on, um, Endo playing how well he plays that third year old. Can he hack it in the Premiership? Because they've got no one cleaning up that midfield, all the loose balls. It's they just they're breaking through that midfield like it's nothing to the walls of defenders. Like Robertson's not doing anything wrong. I don't think Van Dyke's doing anything wrong. Can I? I just think like they're getting outnumbered once it gets up there. Like you said, that high press with Newcastle, which they love to bloody do at the moment, is going to be tough on them. I read a tweet online where it said, "Looks like this year Liverpool will either win or lose every game five three. And they're like, I'm all for it. And that's how it kind of looks like. It's going to be exciting games. Um, who do you guys think gets dropped when um, Endo gets inserted into the starting lineup when McAllister is back from his red? On paper, Jota. Stats, Gakpo. Yeah, I mean, if Jota keeps doing what Klopp wants him to do, it might be just a battle between him and Gakpo for that starting, that top spot. But it all depends. I mean, it might be that... Gakpo, Klopp wants him so badly to play that he's playing him out of position just to have him on the pitch. Just you know, as long as he's in the field, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that how that plays out. But yeah, I think Diaz is pretty locked in now. I think obviously Sal is really locked in. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be in that central that's center central attacking spot where there's that shift. Enzo is raising his hand in celebration because he called Diaz from the Yeah, we I had Gakpo Tico had Nunes, who has he played like he's played like two minutes. He's played ten minutes of one game. When McAllister got the red, I knew he wasn't coming in. I was so upset. It's like at least like you know, if he plays 20, 30 minutes might get a tap in. It's a long season, Enzo. It's a long season. I wouldn't be celebrating too early. He'll get injured. Yes. Yes, yeah. I was gonna say Diaz. Celebrate now. Celebrate now while I can. He's only got injured once. Check as if like he's um doctor's no. He's not Mr. Doctor's no. He only got injured once and he came back. All right. All right, let's move on. Um to the next game. Wolverhampton Wanderers 1, Brighton Hove Albion 4. Man. Again, Brighton's just really good, right? Are we just, we're, we're back to where we were last week? We are sweet. I don't know why I said they were going to be bad because they lost so many players in the last couple of years and they haven't really replaced that many of them. They just added a few pieces here and there. But they've, if you're going to talk about good business, they've sold so many players for good money and they've stayed competitive Matoma is I'm surprised he won't be there too much longer that's another one they're going to sell but he is class that run into the box that 
calm finish into the bottom right. Oh my god, it was sexy. That was an all-time goal, huh? That was just a totally an all-time. Do you want a minute to yourself? No, I'm good. I had my minutes myself when I watched the game. It was a close game. What was it like? One zero in the first half, right? Um, I had my laptop and I was watching the Liverpool game on the big screen. I was watching this game on my laptop. At halftime, I put it to charge. I went to get the laptop back and I opened it and it's 3-1. I'm like, what the hell happened that in the first 10 minutes of the second half that they just scored three goals in a row? Went back, watched it, and they're good, man. The style they play, they're attacking. They're uh, estupendous. His Purvis, called by his first name, he scored a banger as well. Right away on Enzo's team, he drafted him. Did you get him late or did you get him early? Like fourth round, fifth round, fourth round. Or, yeah, it's, it's been a good pick. So, and Solly Marsh, man, we thought after losing all those players, he won't be able to duplicate last year, but he's uh, he's also a better start. I actually have some numbers on uh, on Brighton that I'll go over later when we cover them, uh, talk about them more, the, uh, take a deeper dive. You know what? I watched that game pretty intensely, and like Wolves did not look bad again. Like, you know, I think they, they that one goal, which was like kind of, this just more of an amazing run for Matoma. And then the second half, like they landed another goal. It just looked like they weren't sharp right when they came out. It, it, it happened within the first five minutes. And then the, the other two goals they let in were like, like complete, like they lost the ball and Brighton just countered so quickly that they just, you know, like Wolves were just pushing so far up trying to score and they lost the ball and Brighton countered and scored. So... Yeah, but it was also it was also bad defending, Keith. You, what's the first rule of defending, Keith? I know this. Go on, say it. When in doubt, whack it out. When in doubt, whack it out. <laughs> no, that's the second. That's the, the no, no. That's the second rule. The the first rule is stay goal side. But that, they they weren't even they 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 were in possession. Wolves were in possession. Wolves were high high up the field. Brighton won the ball back and then hit hit long balls or kind of played quickly through them and played through tra- the transition to just punish them. Keith, they're professional footballers. Enzo, they're Stay two. They're two nil down. Side. They're two nil down. They're pushing. It's like you're you're gonna make yourself vulnerable when you're two nil down. And you're trying to push, and that, well, that's all I'm saying. At that at that point, it wasn't like the two extra two goals and the the two latter goals didn't really change my opinion on Wolves. Is what I'm saying. Like obviously, they 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 didn't defend well. Yeah, I'm just saying if you stay if they stay goal side on that tap in that Solly March had cuz he, he he had like a half a yard on him and Solly March isn't the fastest player in the world. Use your body, pull his arm down, get in front of him. That's all you got to do in my opinion. I just think one of those goals was bad defending. There was, there was counterattacks, but I think I'm still hot on Cunha and I'm still hot on Neto for Wolves, so I'm still uh Still think they're both good. The other thing that was really interesting with Brighton is that they made like a bunch of changes to their attack, to their lineup after week one. So this is where we were kind of talking about, I think I mentioned it last week. I'm like, is this going to be the new city where they're just like, there's so much rotation in the team that it's hard to like really depend on anyone. What's the name of their manager? Uh, Zerbi, Roberto, Roberto Zerbi. He's doing amazing things over there, man. It's a great culture he's, he's created. And that's what it is. They all know their job. Do you guys think that... Danny Welbeck stay, keeps his uh, starting nine position for a while, or you think they're going to eventually bench him? Eventually. But he's been, honestly, he didn't do bad either. He took a few shots that didn't go in. Don't get wrong, though, some all right saves are pretty much at the goalkeeper. But if he doesn't start, if, they don't, if they're not winning games like this every week, which I don't think they're going to do, if, I, I could be wrong, been wrong before. But if they're not banging in goals, like this every week, they got to find it from somewhere else. And who better than Ferguson? 
You know, I think that's just going to be rotation. I think maybe Ferguson starts next week and then Welbeck starts. Ferguson might start next week, score two goals, and then Welbeck starts the week after. I think I think Deserby's just totally like mixing and matching depending on the depending on the teams. Um, I also just want to point out Brighton's had two games. Neither of them were against like the best cream of the crop opposition. So I'm still kind of holding a little bit of judgment because I think they might. I mean, obviously they're they're quite good, but I think they're they're looking a lot better then maybe they will by the end of the season. Let me quote Enzo, just like he says, you got to take care of business. doesn't matter who the opponent. Yeah, that's true. You got to take care of business. True. And, and they've done so convincingly. 4-1 and 4-1. And they play, they play the mighty hammers next week. The mighty, mighty hammers. I mean, their hammers are pretty good. <laughs> we just learned today. So... Uh, okay, moving on. Moving on. Asshole. Next, uh, next game: <laughs> Tottenham Hotspur two, Manchester United zero. Enzo, you want to give a little shout? Or I'm not going to lie to you, lads. When we were watching it together, because I know we watched it together, and you guys were trying to talk to me, I was doing my best to be polite and not tell you guys to shut the fuck up. I'm watching my boys. <laughs> um, I could tell. It was. A few times. Um, Angie's football finally translated, but I think it's, and I said this last week. I think it's more to do with the formation we went against. Don't get wrong, Bang United, they didn't have their striker. They didn't have their mighty Hoyland on there. Um, but they're playing four at the back. And honestly, that game could have went either way. They hit the crossbar. Vicario turned into an amazing Italian goalkeeper out of nowhere because last week he was fucking skeptical. Um, but this week, we played well. We created chances. I think the, the change in the midfield, taking Skip off and adding Saar, uh, I know he scored, but even if he didn't score, the way he was turning and attacking that midfield, that's something I haven't seen since the Pochettino days. Um, it was it was good football. It was good attacking football. It was fun to watch, but we still got to shore up that defense and stop these shots from going in, perfectly honest. Yeah, Basuma looked really good too. I mean, he's someone suddenly that he was driving and Udagi was also driving with the ball. I thought they both looked really Poro. good. Pedro Poro was the Came in surprisingly after Ederson Royal. We thought played pretty. Emerson Royal. We thought played pretty well, but um, he looked really good too. I think he actually might take that well, spot. Angie's saying he's he's just trying players out. He he wants to see how they fit into the style that he wants to play. So he's remember he's still new. He's had a few preseason games, but preseasons preseason. We've already spoke about that. So now he's 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 doing it early. He isn't set onto one team, obviously. Obviously, he's going to have his core players, but he's throwing in players like Hoiper came on. I thought he was going to Atletico Madrid. Honestly, I think he was the... I love Hoiberg, but I think he was the worst player on the pitch that day. Um, you know, he did his job, but he gave away the ball a couple of times. But, um, yeah, I think this, uh, this Spurs team, if they keep on going where they're going, they keep developing, we can bang in goals because the goals aren't coming from up front. They're coming from the midfield and defense. So we we can do that and win games against teams like Man United, who are, who from what Roy Keane said is the new Spurs. I don't know if I feel offended or could <laughs> laugh about it, but yeah. Are you relieved, maybe? I was the, really the relieved. Spurs means you're no longer the Spurs. No, we'll always be Spurs, man. Always be Spursy. Spurs looked impressive, especially after the first week where in the middle it was kind of like a cluster mess. We talked about it last week. Uh, they utilized the wings as well. They did a lot of their damage from the left side. They were always pushing up. Besoma, Udogi was going up. And Sun was more involved, but you probably want to see him on the ball as more. You want to see him being more aggressive. Madison had another uh, great outing. Uh, Richard listen up top. Jesus Christ. Gosh, shot. I, I did not think he played that bad. You you, were, you kept saying how bad he was, but I thought he 
Um, he was just linking up play, and every single time they lost the ball, he was he was pushing like very quickly and just putting pressure on United, and like that's what Ange wants him to do. So I think the goals will come, but I hope the goals would come. But I, it seems like he fell down more onto the ground than he hit shot shot on goal. Oh, we didn't uh, talk about just, that, right? Oh, yeah. We talked about how it felt like everyone was slipping. Yeah, like, but, it seemed like yeah, the whole but he was falling down for no fucking reason. He doesn't know how to play with his back towards towards goal. That's what I see. You, you remember how Harry Kane would drop or any top strike would drop. They touch the ball, hold it, control it, wait for the support, and then give and go. It was bouncing off his his knee, his chest. He couldn't control the ball. Uh, he needs to he needs to practice that in training and learn how to play with his back to goal because that's that's how he's going to get his goals is by controlling it, holding up play, give it off, and give and go. That's how he's going to get in there. But has he ever played like no, that? No, that's the problem. That's not that's not. I don't think playing up up top is where he's meant to play. But we got no one else to play there. Besides that, um, uh, Valise kid, but he's playing at the under 21s at the moment. He ain't gonna start. So I think we need one more center back and one more striker, and I think we'll be set. But is that the style your manager like? Well, that's what it, that's what he's doing. It seems with the center forward. I can't unless he's not listening to the manager. And if he's not listening to the manager, then get off. I thought they looked a lot better when they took him off and they started Son up top. Uh, I thought that was the the game just. Aesthetically looks more fluid with the passing and the movement than with uh, Richarlison on there. Bournemouth next week, uh, I feel like start all your Tottenham assets, right? That's like that's a good yeah. good matchup. Um, let's talk United for a second. Oof, uh, I was I think we were all shocked Garnacho got the start again, right? Mm-hmm. Mount like pretty pretty much a passenger again, right? Yeah, I think I think the people are starting to turn on the United fans are starting to turn on him a little bit. It seems like too mm-hmm. on Twitter and stuff. Like they're just starting to be a little frustrated and unhappy. Honestly, Sancho didn't really do that uh, that much once he came on either. When he came on for Ganacho, I thought that was going to be a good one, but he seemed to be uh, stagnant when he got the boys' feet. He wasn't running at players like he usually does. Um, Bruno's going to do Bruno things. Um, that audacious assist he tried uh, to Rashford, that went in. Bloody hell, that's that's gold. What's one? That's a nomination for goal of the season, if I'll be honest. Just just for the assist. And he had that free header that he just hit super wide. I think I think it's like it seems like that Fernandez and Rashford are just the whole United team as far as making things happen. Garnacho and Anthony are not not giving them anything on the wings. Yeah, like, absolutely. Yeah. And I was kind of, I had a good chuckle with that Martinez own goal. I feel like uh, he's such like, she's so beloved by United fans. So whenever we see him fail, it makes me really happy. Yeah. Did you guys hear the quotes after the game for uh, Ten Hag? Uh, yeah, I listened to some of it. Yeah. What, what, is there yeah, something specific? Like, uh, no, just he, he was uh, kind of emphasizing. He said, it makes sense. You, now you guys see why we bought a striker. And obviously, if you have a striker, you put Rashford on the left, it's going to, solve a lot of issues but i feel like it's like putting a band-aid on their problem mm, I, I i don't agree um if hoyland can get those nine goals he got from last season it's going to open things up for rashford rashford does so much better on the left like him running down that wing he'll create he'll he'll give the ball off he'll cut inside that's what they need and maybe put sancho on the right instead of freaking anthony because anthony they're him and ganacho are both ball hawks that's what they do they just hug onto the ball and don't give it up till it's too late or they run into trouble yeah, they're they're just attack looks suspect. I think it's really telling that they're of their five top scoring fantasy players so far. Uh, four of them are like, or three of them are defenders. One of them's their goalie, and then it's Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. they're just they're just not really creating, and it's kind of ugly. 
It's hard to look at, hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of said this, I said this to you guys, but it seemed like Wolves was like a warning, and they just did not heed that warning, and then the Tottenham result was a consequence of just not not changing what you were doing. Thanks. You know, I agree. Just thinking you could get away with that again was just just you can't you can't do that in in the Prem. No. Um, to me, Anthony should be used as a super sub. Just bring him on the last twenty minutes, let him spin around and dribble as much as mm-hmm. he wants. Try to get something. Yeah, are there any guys that you're like? I think as far as like potentially playing, like picking up off waivers and stuff. If Basuma's still in waivers, I think that's good. And then, um, uh, Vanderveen, do you think he's is he good enough to? Is like, do you think Bournemouth next week clean sheet? I think that might be might be locked in. Maybe. Yeah, he's good. I like him. Who is United playing next week? They are playing. Nottingham Forest, so that that might be a get, get right game for some some United players. What do you think? I hope they start a Langer and he scores a hat trick. <laughs> That's what I fucking hope. A Langer gets a hat trick. That would be really tasty. Mm. That'd be really tasty. Not really. But I just kind of I I do hope that United does something different. I don't know what that looks like. Maybe Hoyland is ready. Maybe not. But maybe they just have someone else start in the nine or they do something have a false nine something they need to win next week or do something positive to figure something out because the following two weeks they play against arsenal and brighton so those are not going to be easy games uh so next week is there kind of like easy game to play around tank or make maybe a couple of changes and get the confidence up for the players all right moving on manchester city one newcastle united zero god instead of the l classico the oil classico it was uh Man City, I know Man City won, and that was a banging goal. It was a banging goal. But Haaland was pretty quiet. Um, I think the defense did their job for Newcastle. I feel, I still think they look good. I think Isak didn't really have too much too much joy up there against Vardiol and Ruben Diaz. But it was definitely a clash of the titans, but I'll be honest. I think Newcastle was definitely a threat. What did I say they were going to come? Third? Did I say third? Sounds right. Something, something like that. Yeah, they're still on track. That's still on track. Yeah. I mean, there's no shame losing 1-0 away to the trouble-winning champions from the last season. You know, like I think like I think Newcastle obviously disappointed they didn't get anything out of it, but they played good. They looked good. They need a start. Did you guys think this would have been more of a high-scoring game? Mm, not really. Not with the defenses they both had. Um, it was... It was going to be a tactical game from the beginning. I think, I think Newcastle's big mistake was not starting um, Harvey Barnes. I I was kind of surprised at the one zero scoreline. I thought we would see goals from each side, and this sucked twice double for me because we had a bet on Newcastle and an actual bet. In, you know, we had someone place for us, and then Man City score it was not Halan, who a player I I have. So it was kind. Of, I was like rooting for them, Man City not to score, and if it was to score, I want it to be Halan. Uh, he. He got some opportunities. He got some through balls, but it just kind of uh, didn't seem to fall where he it usually fit, it falls right on his feet. Obviously, missing KDB and Bernardo Silva. Silva yeah. That. yeah, that affects a bit. Honestly, it's I'm so impressed by Man City. To be honest, like it seems like it doesn't matter who they put out there. They have the system. It works. And I hate saying this because I despise Pep. I'm not a Pep <laughs> fan at all. I mean, obviously, he's amazing. Just you know. Personally, I don't like it. But yeah, it seems like it doesn't matter who who they lose, what player they lose, whoever they bring in. It just plug and play and it works. And it's very frustrating, to be honest. Bowden looked phenomenal. Yes, he did. I thought. 
I thought he looked really good mm-hmm. every single time. He touched the ball. He was driving well. He was just finding those little half spaces. Grealish. Grealish, what? You thought he looked good or not good? I thought he looked good. And then, you know, last week we were talking about how he wasn't in the starting lineup. He, he didn't play. And then we, you know, it's obviously Pep doing Pep things. He played the whole 90. He played well. He looked good. Uh, the slimmer of worry you had, Keith, I think should be gone. Yeah, I mean, the, the sliver of worry is still there just because he didn't score that many points, even though he played. I think just they're so thin. Like as far as like uh, players that he's gonna get a lot of time. That referee didn't like him either. He got fouled left, right, and center. He didn't get any calls, like none. That referee was a prick. But the referee has been a little bit suspect to me this already this season. But we'll see. They've already what? Um, they already what? Made sure that that team for the what? What team was it? Was it a Man United game? Yeah, it was a Man United game. The United Wolves. The Man United Wolves. They didn't ref that that season, uh, the next game. So they're reprimanding referees, but then they just did it again this week. So then we're not going to have any referees by the end of the season, to be honest. So Manchester City, it's like they're kind of matchup proof, right? Like it doesn't matter who they're playing. Oh, yeah. And where you're going to start your assets for them. But they're playing Sheffield United, so they're going to probably crash. Start everyone Manchester City next week. Newcastle has is playing Liverpool, which is going to be going to be a good game. Man, talk, we talked about it a few times, but that run that Newcastle has to start the season is just so tough. Yeah, I mean that's going to be tough. I mean, I I think like um, just looking at some of their players, like it'll be interesting to see if Gordon or Barnes starts on that left side. Uh, it'll be interesting with Tonali to see because he obviously did so well that first game last like uh, with the game against City, he got into the box a few times, but he was nowhere near as like kind of dominant as he was against Villa. Gamerish does good things. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. You know, we'll see if Joel Ellington starts again. Yeah. So it'll just be that'll be that'll be tough. That's gonna be a tough game for Newcastle. I think they win though. I think they beat Liverpool. I think so. I think that's gonna be a good bloody game, man. That might be a good. That that might be a good upset. Let's check check the odds on. See what see what the odds are on that. I thought Isak looked solid. I thought Isak looked solid again. By the way, he looks. I think he's locked in. Yeah, but it just didn't seem like he was getting enough. Uh, doing enough. Honestly, he did great that first game. But again, you're playing against Man City, who had Ruben Diaz back from that concussion. They had uh, Vardiol, who played freaking immense. He played really solid, like he's been playing in the Premiership for years. So, All right, moving on to the next game. Austin Villa 4, Everton 0. Wee-wee. Come on, Villa. Let's go to Brummies. Man, the one, the just start off, Calvert-Lewin cannot catch a freaking break, huh? He finally gets a start. Comes in with within the first twenty minutes, he collides with the goalkeeper and has to come off. It's just fucking. It's just, some players just get injured, man, and it's, they, they don't get their their true potential. It sucks. I, I mean, do you think he comes back next week? I feel like I'm still not like fully, fully like drop him, get rid of him. I still think he's going to be the guy there. Yeah, you can it's just you, weird. You can wait, but but they look. I mean, you know, like we were saying, like oh, Wolves didn't look that bad, even though they they kind of got beat up by Brighton, but like. Everton like looked bad against Villa. Well, Everton, you know, like they looked, they looked, very, they did not look good. No, they did not look good. I agree. Didn't Everton barely escape uh, relegation last year? Oh yeah, like on the last day, right? Have they scored a goal? I don't think they've scored a goal. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, and they kind of like, um, like they didn't really add anyone. Like you know, like no one's no at least like 
West Ham didn't add anyone, but they didn't have any problems. <laughs> I mean, they did add people. What are you talking about? West Ham added a few people. <laughs> West Ham added James Ward Prowse, who had two assists. Enzo. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that's so. right. No, no, you're right. I'm sorry. I, so your joke's not. It's not even. It's not even a valid I'm, joke. I'm sorry that's, for bringing that up again. I'm sorry. Bad taste. Who, who took the penalty for uh, Asamila? Your guy. Oh, Douglas Louise. Oh, okay, oh, just, your guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing he did. He made it, right? Yeah, I yeah think he, he made, made it. it. Oh, cool. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Diaby looked very good again. He didn't. He didn't quite like score a ton of points, but he was super influential in the first goal. He like had a couple other moments where he just looked really good. John McGinn might be a sneaky pickup. He hasn't been good for two years, man. Yeah, but the way they're playing now, with with the way he's kind of playing underneath Diaby and Watkins and Bailey. He's he's playing in a higher role. He's he's kind of playing further back in the past. Watkins has got to be the one you're worried about because he ain't fucking putting any goals in the back end. Now. He's two games in. Oh no, thirty six more to go. I don't know, but you got you got to start. You, you mean your confidence is where you score goals as a striker, or at least getting a few shots on target. He's barely taking those. I think he'll be fine. They're playing Birdley next. That might be the get right game for Watkins. Let's hope. And then uh, Everton, man, who are they playing? I don't even. I just there's no one that they're playing that I could be ex- get excited about. Wolves. Oh, that could be Wolves' chance right there. That, I think that's where Wolves get right. Huh? I think Everton. Everton just looks so bad. I'm just really not. I like. I have. Uh, it will be in a league. I have um, Dwight McNeil who's injured in both my leagues. And I really regret that pickup now. But uh, I'm just yeah. I'm not feeling great. Calvert Lewin, maybe down the line, but nothing there is making me feel good. Oh, Keith, you have three Everton players. I know, and I told myself I wouldn't draft that many Everton players, but I got one. And you bloody got injured, so I've got to fucking figure out what I'm gonna do with him. Who was it? Iwobi. Iwobi's Iwobi's injured. Yeah, got a hamstring, got pulled off in that game. Pulled off, clean off the bone. Yeah, pulled off, man. <laughs> hamstring's right off the freaking leg. Oof. Okay. Yeah, I think Iwobi's at the point now where. I might just be. Are you dropping him? Are you fully dropping him to waivers? I don't. I don't know, man. Because I've got. I've still got uh, Ramsey, who's still injured for Aston Villa too, and I'm waiting for him to come back. And I've got Bernardo Silva in that team too, so he's fucking injured when come back. So I really don't have that many options. I think you got to drop a Wobby then, huh? I don't think so. I'm gonna hold on to him. I'm doing. I'm doing fine. You're gonna hold on to the three injured players on your bench. Yeah, look at my first team, brother. But like, if you guys, if you have one guy doesn't that doesn't start, you're you're all of a sudden like so screwed. Most of my guys are. St- most of my guys are stars. Let me look. So in this in this one, so look, I got Botman, Udogi, Varane, Destein, the free offenders, right? I got Billing. Hopefully he's not injured. Bruno. But you just said he was injured. No, he, he looked like he picked up a knock, but he played the whole game. And then Bruno, Trossard, he might I'm hoping he starts. Then I've got Diaby, Diaz, and Eduard. They're all Stein. Oh wait, I got Reese James injured too. Mother. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're gonna have to drop a Wobby. I've still got. If I drop anyone, I drop Solomon because Solomon hasn't been starting or he's been coming off the bench. Give me a point, so I can get rid of Solomon and get someone else. I think having more than like 200 players is tough. It's tough to hold on to more than 200 players, in my opinion. Yeah, not when you're winning, mate. Not when you're winning. You won't be winning long. Yeah, we'll see about that, sir. Yeah, with a lot of injured guys. We'll see about that, sir. All right, moving on to the uh, most unimportant game of the weekend. Uh, West Ham 3, Chelsea 1. Ouch. What do you think about that game, Keith? What do you think about the coach? What do you think about Pochettino? Where's he going with that, with that team? I didn't think... You know what? We dominated possession. We like had a little fluke. Like, uh, to me, it was just, a, like, just more of the same stuff from last season where we just had a little fluky things. Like mentality was an issue more than anything else. Like that 
second goal to like to let Antonio go on that run, to not take him down, to not foul him, to not just put more body on him. I thought Sanchez probably should have stopped that. Or that, yeah, it's just, I mean, that in that first one, that, I mean, that James Ward press delivery, like, that, I mean, I don't know. I felt like after that first goal, I still felt really confident. I just, I like, we had so much possession, then we scored, then we got a penalty. It's just like, it just, I don't know. I just felt like they're just not mature. They're not mentally mature, but they, they still look good and they still played good. So I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I'm not like breaking down yet. I'm not emotionally distraught yet. I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't tell by your voice. It was a little, because uh... I wave in, because <laughs> I wave in a little bit. Yeah. I, I didn't get a chance to watch the game. I watched the extended highlights and then I just pulled up the stats because you said, you know, dominated possession. It was 76% mm-hmm. to 24. Yeah. And then the passes was 706 passes for Chelsea, 225 for... Look at the shots, though. Look at the shots. That's That was the big difference right there. 17 and 12. 17 and 12, but they had four on target for Chelsea, six on target for West Ham. So you, you got to get quality shots and you got to get them on target. Yeah, you're totally right. I think the big, the big like, takeaways are James Ward-Prowse did everything we thought he would do for this West Ham team. Dropped in an amazing corner to start the game onto one of the defenders' heads, put a nice little through ball, just like a really like perspective through like ball over the top for Antonio, and Antonio just bodied the two younger Chelsea defenders and then shot on Sanchez. So, you know, Chuck Omeka went down, that that stung. Um, Mudrick came on and actually thought, I thought he looked pretty decent when he came on. Uh, but man, I mean, it just feels like we're the same from Chelsea. Keith, how do you feel about Nicholas Jackson? Um, I thought he still looked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you know what I did notice is that when the game, when West Ham dropped into that low block, he wasn't as effective when he couldn't run behind, and he doesn't really look like he wants to use his head and like attack balls in the air, which is a little bit of a drag. Well, we did go for that one though that went flying over. That he should he should have left for um, Thiago. Yeah, but, but I just don't think that's like his forte. No. Yeah, but um, West Ham next week. Playing Brighton, Paqueta potentially might be in trouble because for match fixing. Oh my god! So or not match? Was it uh, gambling? gambling? I don't know. I'm not super keen on the West Ham guys, but you know, I think you're going to stay. Start your James Ward Prowse. You're going to start your Jared Bowen. Everyone else, I'm, I'd probably just take a beat on. Just on Lucas Paqueta, how badly does uh, West Ham regret not selling him for what was it, hundred million to Man City, trying to get more money, especially right. with this investigation, which. He'll be suspended for sure. I mean, you think no for way sure? he doesn't get suspended. I mean, if they have like concrete evidence, there is no way he does not get suspended. Yeah, concrete. I, we'll see how concrete it is, I guess. But they might even have to put the hammer, come down on the with the hammer on him. <laughs> uh, no pun intended. Shut up, stupid. Just because it's stupid. It's the, make an example out of him. Oh uh, my god! All right, I, I'm I'm gone, guys. I'll see you. Who's, Ch- who's Chelsea got next? Oh well, Luton. So that that's a, a, another just like United, they kind of have like a get right game. Another another thing about the Chelsea, game, I thought Sterling was phenomenal. Sterling looked really good the way he was. He was running like he was twenty three again. You know, veteran man. We knew what he was doing. Busting past past people. I think I think you start all your Chelsea assets next week against Luton. Hell yeah. Yeah, start everyone. The young player that replaced Reece James, the back of the start, uh, Gusto. How did he look? Solid. 
but not spectacular. Solid, not spectacular. He didn't like. Angry. He wasn't getting like run past. Like it wasn't like Dan Ramo was running right on him. As someone who has reshamed, should I just kind of add him on the waiver? Just kind of keep him while until he comes back, or no fantasy value? Uh, I think Adam, if they play Luton Town next week, and you just really hope that that's a clean sheet. You know, I think that's that's very like high likelihood that's a clean sheet, but. But I don't think he's going to offer nearly as much as Reese James. It's not like a like for like where he's going to come in and do the, all the same things that Reese James did. Obviously, yeah. Do we know if Lewin's going to be able to play a game at home anytime soon? Because they had that Burnley game. Um, don't get me wrong. I don't think anyone really has any Burnley players. So that didn't affect anyone too badly for being postponed. But like they, they're playing West Ham in a couple of weeks on the 1st. If they don't play, there's, there's a few players on that West Ham team people are going to have. Yeah, it's going to be a headache, huh? Fucking Luton. Get your fucking shit together, man. Build a fucking stadium. Get out of the fish and chip shop. Don't walk through someone's fucking bathroom and build a fucking stadium. What the hell, man? You've had months to fucking figure this out. At least try and... and the Luton's... The whole club's worth like 20 bucks. Look, they could have asked... Look, the, prem, the Premiership freaking nudists, what do they do for most teams? Let them play a fucking Wembley. Fuck it. Hey, name a, name a better stadium in the EPL than... Luton Stadium. Name one. Every stadium. No, get out of here. What? Uh, how, how far was Luton from uh, Wembley, Enzo? Don't know. Don't care. Never thought, thought I'd ever fucking go there. I don't know. Is it a coastal city? I don't fucking know. I don't know my geography Tell over me. there. You're from, you're, you're from the country. I'm going to look right now. Yep. You're saying, you're saying they play Wembley. Okay. Like They're not going to play Wembley. So it's like miles how far away. Is, how far is uh, Hershey away from freaking the West Coast? I don't bloody know. I don't expect you guys to know. You don't know every single place. Uh, you could have just said far. Like, it's is it far? Is Luton far from Wembley? It's far. But so I don't it's lie. Actually, it's below Cardiff. And more west. Uh, we're, like, we're talking like 100 miles. So it's... More. More, yeah. So they're not, they're not playing more. at Wembley. To answer your, answer your question. Well, then choose another um, stadium that's close by. Who are they close to? They're out, are they just out in the sticks? Something called Plymouth. You mean Plymouth? Plymouth, you fucking wanker! Fucking English is a second language. I know, language but you said me. I can't say nothing. I used to call Yosemite Yosemite because that's what made sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, is there anything else that we want to talk about this game? Because I'm more than happy to move on as quickly as possible from this. Well, we can move on. But how do you feel about Pochettino? You think he's going to do a good job for you guys? Yeah, I think he's going to do great. I think this is a blip. I think this is one of those one of those games. Was last week a blip too? I, I think a tie against Liverpool is fine. I don't think anyone I don't think anyone thinks that was a bad performance. So if we lose the Luton Town next week, though, we'll be having a different discussion next week. Okay, let's look ahead. So, by uh, Crystal Palace Arsenal tomorrow. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of players in this game that are are. Uh, uh, very important high-scoring players. Well, at least he signed a new contract, so he's staying. He's staying. He's not starting though, because he's still injured. But he signed a new contract. That's going to be good for the morale at Crystal Palace. It means they're not trying to get rid of everybody. Zaha left for free, so you know, bye-bye Zaha. Um, if Eze plays the way he's been, like, he played in the first game, and Edouard can sneak in a goal and make himself a nuisance, maybe they can get a draw. I don't think they're going to win. Um, honestly, I think my prediction. Arsenal wins 3-1 in my opinion 3-1 away so it's at Salhurst Park 3-1 mm-hmm. away do you think Havertz starts 
I think he still starts and Trotter comes off the bench because Arteta is not going to just throw everything out the freaking the window right now. He's going to see. It's going to take a couple games, but eventually, I don't think Havertz, unless he pulls something out of his ass and actually bangs in a goal or sets up a goal or something, because he just seems to be getting in Odegaard's way, and you can't get in Odegaard's way. Yeah, do you feel like it's kind of like if Havertz doesn't start, it's kind of a reflection on Arteta? Like, you know, do you think he's, it's kind of like a point of pride? Like, he paid all this money for this guy, he's going to be starting games. Because if it was was up to me and I had no, like, ego or nothing attached to it, I think you'd put Trussard in for Havertz. I think it's not only it's just an ego thing, it also, it might come from management as well because he doesn't have kind of the, he doesn't have the resume where he gets to to pay a lot of money for a player and not play him. Uh, He's not like a Jose Mourinho where he could pay 80 million and put someone on the bench. Uh, He probably will roll with the same lineup, but just go with the same people, see if it works or not until Jesus comes back and then you kind of could uh, change things up. But honestly, I hope Arsenal wins. I hope there's like not a tie or if they, you know, Arsenal does loses just for the sake of the Premier League being competitive and Man City not getting too far ahead. Also because also you're a secret Arsenal fan. That's yeah, also you why I have that. You fucking closet Arsenal fan. You closet gooner. Disgusting. Gross. I, Freak. I, there are players I despise. You know how many times I've heard people like Theo Walcott is going to be amazing. I remember when they bought Theo Walcott, they called in the next tier on Rean. I looked at him like, what the fuck are you talking about? All he is is quick. Don't get me wrong. I thought he turned into a good player, but he was not Thierry. And I'm a Tottenham fan. I'll tell you, Thierry Henry was fucking class. Who was it they bought recently from France? I think Pepe. Pepe? Oh, that was Pepe. a disaster, huh? Keith Menenzo, Sergei was talking about him nonstop. He thought he was the missing piece. He's quick on the wings. He's going to get up. He's going to get things moving. And I can't even tell you how many years I heard about Olivier Giroud. Well, Olivier Giroud, wait, 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 wait. He's fucking everything, mate. He's won everything. He's so important. He's he's literally one of the goats. So don't, don't let's not get started there. This is before he was goaded. This is before he was goaded. This is when he was missing point blank uh, chances. Let's, let's get a score prediction. As uh, you said, this game, Crystal Palace, Arsenal, three one, three one, Tico, three one, three zero, three zero, Arsenal. I want to say it's going to be a tie so bad, but I think it's going to be a 2-1, uh, 2-1 Arsenal win. As much as I'm rooting for a tie. Can I change mine to 3-1? Because I just remember I picked up a Crystal player and I need him to get like, an assist <laughs> or a goal. Sure, why not? Um, who'd, you pick, who'd you pick up? Who'd you pick up on that team, Tico? Jeffrey Schlupp. I like Schlupp. I like Schlupp. He doesn't score against anyone besides Tottenham. <laughs> uh, let me write that down. And now we're going to start looking ahead to next week. So looking at waivers and kind of like, I kind of wanted to play a game with you guys called Rapid Fire. And I'm going to list players who have kind of underperformed through two games. And you guys have to just like, like off the cusp, if you just, if you try and get rid of them or if you would, um, if you would keep them. Okay. Okay. First one. Ready? Jack Relish. Keep. Keep. You're not, you're not trying keep. to sell him for, you think he's going to be great. So. Okay, easy. Next one, Mason Mount. Drop. Not, I mean, trade, right? You're not going to drop Mason Mount. No, fuck that. Drop him, he shit. No. Okay. No, you, you trade That's him to a man. You no, you're right. Trade him to Derek. Okay, Alexi McAllister. Keep. Think he comes good? He started off, so he'll pick it up. Anthony. Tr- uh, trade. Just get rid of. 
Drop him. Uh, Kulisevsky. Keep. Uh, keep. He got that. Uh, he should have had an assist, but it got taken away because there was a deflection. So, mm-hmm. so remember, uh, Nicholas Jackson. Keep. Yeah, I keep. think so too. He'll score. He'll still score. If so. not, he's just so important to that team. They just don't have anyone else to put there. Uh, Darwin Nunes, Liverpool. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it. Drop him. You're not dropping, but you're you're trying to trade him, trying to get rid of him. I wouldn't. I wouldn't trade him. I wouldn't trade him either. I'd keep him. You keep him. You keep him. Keep keep him on your bench. You don't look. This little side side the way they're going right now. We don't know what their best. They, they're still they're still moving things about. Remember, they've got play uh, cups to play in. There's going to be rotation. That's one thing Klopp does. Nunes will get onto that team. Gakpo, Cody Gakpo, Liverpool. Keep keep. You're not trying to get rid of him. No, I, and I've and I've said this. He hasn't played badly, and it's not. Um, it's not basically being shown by the points that he's getting, but he's not playing badly. He's just being played out of position. If he played up front, I guarantee you the goals and assists that Jota's got, he would have freaking got. Do you feel the same way about Marcus Rashford then? Because he's has not he's scored like eight points and five points. Once once Hoyland comes back, and I don't know when he's may come back. I know it's pretty soon. It's not like months away. Rash will be the same Rashford we saw at the end of last season. Where he was just banging in goals and setting things up, he's he's a nuis- he's a freaking nuisance. All right, so we're keeping Grealish, keeping Rashford, getting rid of Mount, keeping McAllister, keeping Gakpo, keeping Nunes, or mixed on that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, getting rid of Anthony. Were we mixed on Kulusevski or we're keeping Kulusevski? Keep. Kulisevsky. So we're keeping all. We're we're just we're all we're not trying to cut and run on any of these guys. It's really, too early. Other than the United guys. It's too early. Too early. It's to, too early. Do- too early for most. But just seeing how Man United's been looking. And and what they've done the last couple of years, I just I, I, I'm just worried about them. Perfectly honest. So who would you like if you if you had like a Mason Mount? Who would you try and trade him for? Would you go like like would you trade for like a Johan Wiesa from from Brentford? I tr- I trade for Wiesa because he's, str- he's streaky. How about a Pedro Neto? He wasn't even drafted, but he was, he looked really good week one. I, would you rather have Mount or Neto? I think for uh, Mason Mount, you probably have to trade him for other players that were have high expectations or th- that were drafted that are underperforming, like uh, Richard, like Richarlison, someone like that. Hey, let me give you your problem. You give me your problem. See how it works. Mudrick, something like that. I think you could also try and make the argument like a guy who's maybe not as well known that's done well, and so someone's like, oh, like I know who Mason Mount is, Cunha. Cunha. Okay. I'll trade for him. You trade for okay. So you're really off. You're off it. Totally. Yeah. Interesting. What about like uh, um, Kulisevsky? Who who would you trade for Kulisevsky? Like um, Diaby? Would you trade? No one's going to trade you. No one's going to trade you Diaby for Kulisevsky. He went way later in drafts than Kulisevsky did. That's that's true. That is true. Um, Maybe Aaron, maybe Gordon from Newcastle. That could be one because you're not not sure if he's going to be staying in that position. So you would you would you would accept that trade if you had Kulisevsky? You would take Gordon. Kulisevsky for Gordon? Uh, no, I I'd accept it if it was Aaron Gordon for Kulisevsky. Oh, so yeah, that doesn't help though. No, I'm saying if you had, <laughs> um, <laughs> what about like a John McGinn? That's a good one. You'd have to think about it. You guys didn't accept any of my fucking trades. I sent you. I thought I sent you good trades. Yeah, they were not good trades. I literally responded, "Are you high?" in the in the counter I, offer box. I, I did. I did read it and I found <laughs> some offense. Well, who was I? Tra- did I try to trade you Gallagher for who? For like someone that's good. <laughs> Gallagher's good. <laughs> someone that's like who did I try to trade you for? 
Let me do that. I want people to let me know if it was good. Let me see here. Who do I try to trade like you Like Jal or something like that. No, 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 no. It was... Um... Oh, it's not on like Gibbs, here anymore. Like Gibbs White or someone. James Wood Prowse. It was like someone who's like clearly like oh, clearing away. Who's on your team? Who did I go for? I don't think it was that bad. It was Jack Grealish. It was literally oh, Jack right. Grealish. That's right. It was Jack Grealish. So that, okay, so that's that's one right there. No, and that's how's an that a bad no. trade? How is that a bad trade? Because Gallagher's probably not going to start in like a week. Jack Grealish. Why, why would just, you say that? He's the, been the most consistent in that midfield. Because Casado comes in, like potential Lavia comes in, like oh, we just have so many Casado new players. Casado comes in and gives away a penalty, and forget only. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah, <laughs> keep it coming. Keep it coming. Keith, I thought what he sent me was the bad trade offer, but I think yours, uh, the one he sent you is worse. He sent me. Wait, I didn't send you a bad one. Vario had ten points this week. Okay, what, what, what did he send you? How many did he have last week? He didn't play, but he'll play oh, okay. going forward. Vario for Van der Ven. It was for Reese James, no? Oh no, it was for Reese James. It was for yeah. Reese James. <laughs> That's, ridiculous, right? That's just silly. <laughs> but he's injured, for, like forever for the rest of his career. Well, probably for, for like three weeks. He'll be back. That was a good trade. That was a good trade. All right, next segment. Moving on. Who's a player that's overperforming that if you guys on your team, you'd be actively shopping, trying to sell them now while their their, uh, stock is high? Raji. That is who I wrote down, too. I think that's a good one. He, like, busted out last week, had a solid game this week. Um, I don't think think he's just going to score tons and tons of points. But like you know, I think I'd trade him for an attacking player, like a like Mason Mount. <laughs> yeah, I would trade Raji. I would do that. I would absolutely do that trade. I think that'd actually be a, that'd actually that's actually a good one. I'd go uh, Wissa or Mbwembo. You really you think so? I see. I I I'm not sure. How I feel about that because you could get. I think you get good value from those two players right now for a player that's probably gonna build into the into the league and actually start scoring later on. Do you think like would you go like like Richarlson or like way like more like um, Richarlson? I'm not sure. I'm not sure how it's gonna go with Richarlson. Yeah, you could probably trade for Richarlison if someone's a Tottenham fan and they and well, actually know Tottenham fan. Probably someone that's just like is isn't a Tottenham fan and it's like someone who's not a Tottenham fan and sees Richarlison score like two low scores and be like, I don't want any piece of this anymore. Give me Wissa who has 40 some points over two weeks. Maybe. You could probably, if you got, you could probably get, you know what? You could probably get Harvey Barnes for Wissa right now. Yeah. Cause he had a, he had a good first game and only came on as a sub. Um, he's not starting. Wissa's starting. He's guaranteed. And he's already scored three goals, uh, two goals. Um, and Brambo, the same thing. He scored three goals. Um, how long is this uh, gravy train going to last? Are they going to keep scoring in goals the way they've been doing? Um, I think in Buembo I'd want to keep. I think he's actually going to be good for a while. And even when Tony comes back, he's still going to be a guy. And he was scoring a lot of points last year. Wissa, I'm kind of, I kind of agree more on. I'd maybe try to shop Wissa. You could probably do a double trade. I also put Thomas Susek as well for from West Ham. He's, I, he has thirty plus points. He's, his points per game average is higher, more than double from last year. So he's obviously off to a great start. Um, I would try to just sell high on him. Uh, he's not going to be able to continue this production. I I agree. I think that's a really good one, actually. Suchek, Thomas Suchek. Yeah. He's the highest scoring player on West Ham right now. Any trade at the moment is going to be hard to do. It has to be fully worth it. 
and a big risk on both. I think as the games go on, like you said, it's really a long season ago. We've got 36 more games. That's when when you see people panicking and see what they really need, where they're not getting value for like defenders or midfielders. And like, all right, let me try. I've got like three good strikers. Let me see if I can trade one for maybe a good midfielder or a good defender or a couple good defenders just to get you some solid points to get you over that edge. Yeah, I feel like any trade now is trying to take advantage of someone who's panicking. Who's like, oh, and two has a few guys that have underperformed. Are you pointing at myself, at me? Am I panicking? Oh, no. Sorry, I was I'm pointing panicking at, a little bit. No, no, I was pointing at Tico. I want to know. Panic. I'm I'm about ready to be an zero and two in one of my leagues, so that does not feel great. Uh, I have. Uh, I also have uh, Akanji from Man City. Um, he's putting last year. He wasn't putting up any points, but this year he's he got off to a good start. Um, He's someone else I would like to ship out if someone needs a defender, try to trade him away. And then we also touched base on Lucas Paqueta. Just trade him away, man. Before, like, if there's a suspension, I would just try to get rid of him as quickly as possible. So just, like, barely anything. Just get rid of him. I mean, he's he's still such an asset. If this thing falls through and there's not much to it, then you're, you're throwing away, like, a solid asset, right? I mean, you don't have to get, like... A 20, 20 cents on a dollar, you can still get like something good for uh, in return. Someone serviceable that you could you know plug and play. Um, who, who's gonna be? Who's gonna trade into Paqueta right now? Someone who doesn't follow uh, his case. <laughs> Said to trade to every single person in the league. In this whole... <laughs> See who bites. <laughs> There's uh... always one person in the league. Every league has a taco. Thomas, send it to Thomas. Oh yeah, he don't freaking watch anything. He just he just, he goes on old news, or unless they're American, pretty much. What about next? Are there any games we're looking forward to next week? Looking forward to the Tottenham game, of course. Well, I'm not looking forward to the Chelsea game. Friday's Chelsea Lewin. You better fucking win that game, man. Fuck your team. Fucked me. Your team fucked me up this week. I know you better win that game. I think it's just Newcastle and Liverpool. That's on Sunday. Man United, Nottingham Forest. United Forest might be fun. Just old, some old history. Mm-hmm. They've they've got an old rivalry, but honestly, Brighton West Ham. If Brighton if Brighton scores another two plus goals and wins again, they're sending a message. I know they played a couple crappy teams, but they're sending a bloody message, man. Let me ask you guys a question. So, the top five players scoring total points, total points scored. Any idea what team they come from or who the players are? You guys want to take a guess at them? Uh, Brighton, right? Eight goals, two games. Top three. Saudi Marge, 56. Purvis, 46.75. And Mitoma, 45.5. Yeah. Followed by the next two players from Brentford. And Wembo yeah. and Wissa. Yeah. Yep. Wissa and yeah. Wembo. And then it's, you know, whoever you would expect. Will they be there at the end of the season? That's the question. Absolutely so not. No. I mean, not like this. I mean, one, one or two of them might still be in the top five, ten, but not not all five of these guys. Brian's in Europe, right? They're in Europe. Yeah, they're in Europe. They're in uh, Europa. Are you in Europe this year, Keith? Why? That's such a love, though. Why, what are you even doing right now? Are you? You're just cruel. No, no. You're, just kicking, you're, you're just kicking someone who's down. <laughs> Just like literally, like spitting on someone who's already in a, in a in the fetal position over here. Do you guys? Is there a player you guys are actively trying to trade for? Um, that's a good uh, question. There's, there's a there's a player I want, but I can't trade with the guy. Who is it? 
it's it's Ferguson. It's bloody your brother. I'm not touching him because your brother's going to try to trade. Bleep me. So I would be trying to target someone who's been underperforming, right? Like I'd be looking at someone who hasn't been doing well, like uh, Jack Grealish, and maybe trading for him. But you know, I don't think my teams on one team I have him on the other team. He just it wouldn't um, it wouldn't make sense because I already have Foden. But like I'd maybe look at like a Harvey Barnes and trading for him. Who else has been coming off the bench that's been playing well? I I was hoping uh, Alvarez would un- underperform, especially since I have Halan who gets injured often. Or historically, he did except last year. So I wanted to he in Germany he would uh, he would get hurt every year. Yeah, and we do discuss this. He's he's under pl- uh, time management. It'd be fun. Yeah, but that's one of the reasons I want Alvarez, especially when you know the other competitions start getting to play. I want to be able to start him. And you know, we talked about it a little bit uh, before the year that if he's going to start or not. And uh, he's been starting. He's been scoring go- goals. And we were laughing when he got p- drafted. Like, what was it, third or fourth round? We were laughing because it was a reach. At least we thought it was. You say goals? He scored one goal, mate. Fifty percent. He's scoring fifty percent in the goals of, of the games. Hey, man, his door. He must be doing something right, Pep's door or something. I don't know, man. But he's also. I mean, the first game he didn't score goals, but he had more points than the game he scored a goal. He had twenty-two points in the first game, sixteen in the second. That guy completed football at 23. Guys, if he keeps going where he's going, he's going to have a lot of play trophies and he's not even playing for Real Madrid. Maybe like you send a, try and get like one of your second round picks, try and trade for Marcus Rashford or someone that someone's just super off uh, or just trying to put some package together for Rashford, I, I think might be interesting. Who's in that second round? Like Trippier, Matters, was Isaac in that second round? Yeah, but there's some, there's some guys that aren't like absolutely dominating in that second round. Oh, Harry Kane was in that second round. <laughs> yeah, actually. I- Gakpo was on the second round. But I mean, you could put some deal. Maybe if you did like a Jack Grealish and a Mudrick together or something and try and get Rashford. That's interesting. Something like that. And someone's just like, but maybe not Grealish because he's not been doing great. But See, I was actually thinking of if I could have like a send Holland, trade him away and get like a Godfather offer for him. Well, like two two players or what? Like four, like three players. I don't know. Like, what about like a what about like Luis? Would you trade Luis Diaz for Marcus Rashford right now? Luis Diaz two goals. I think I might. I wouldn't just because he's he scored back to back goals. I'm gonna ride this train until like. But that's what you got to sell him now when he's hot. Like if you ride the train until the train stops, runs out of steam, then no one's gonna no one's gonna want to buy the train from you. Luis Diaz ain't gonna run out of steam, mate. I, I called it already. He's going to score goals. He's going to stay injury-free. I swear down, if he gets injured next week, I'm blaming both of you. Both of you. Oh, boy. It's our fault. A player I, I think I might want to trade for who's off to terrible start is Bruno from Newcastle. Kamesh? Ooh. Yeah, just he's going to get minutes. He, I think he starts every game. He plays 70-plus minutes. And you guys want to take a guess how many points he has on the year? 22. Zero. Shut up. He has zero points. Yeah. So uh, he had one point again. He had one point in the first game and he had negative one point in the second game against City. Zero points. Um, I And he, it's a player you, you probably don't have to give up one of your top players as well. You could just kind of give like a clue for him. That's not a bad idea. I think I like that one too, Tico. Um, you know what's sad? is that Fabio Silva has more points than Marcus Rashford right now. 
Fabio Silva from Wolves, who started against Brighton. There's a lot of players. There's a lot of very mediocre players that have more points than Marcus Rashford. Like half the Tottenham team. Half the Tottenham team. True. That is probably a fact. <laughs> I love being in leagues when there are people who panic after like the first like couple of weeks and they try to make moves if the players they drafted high aren't performing. Tika, maybe we can uh, cook up some sort of trade offer for Holland. All right. Uh, you want to do this on the air or you want to... Neg- negotiate offline. Negotiate offline. I wish we could veto trades, you bastards. My take on that is the only time you should veto a trade is if it's clearly collusion. If both parties are happy and there's no foul play. Okay. So collusion. Collusion being what, Keith? What is collusion? Siblings. You should not let siblings no, make trades. No. Yeah, but what, what, is, fair. what is collusion? Collusion is like, like, I'm clearly giving, like, it's not a fair trade. Like, I'm doing something to benefit Tico's team and, and, and hurt my team. What Tico and Sergey did was not collusion where they discussed how to make each other's teams better because someone fucked up on their fucking pick. Absolutely not. That was a draft uh, day trade. I said, I want that player. Let me know which player you want me to draft. Yeah, I didn't have an issue with that at all. Just me. Just me then. Typical Hotspur player. One thing doesn't go their way. Starts crying, complaining. That's loser mentality. That's why your team never won a championship. Oof. We've won. We've won championships, man. We've been around for years. We were the first team to do a double. We're the first team to ever win a European Cup. English team, at least. Was this so, in like the eighteen hundreds? Wait, wait, wait. We're not talking about dates. All right, Mister Friggin. Uh, Russia bought my team, and all of a sudden, I became good. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I just have trophies in the last. Do you know? Do, do you know? Years. Do you know that story, Abramovich? Do I care? You know that story? Do I care? No, it's about actually it? a really good story. Do I care about that story? It's not right. a bad story, Go Keith. ahead. Go tell us. It, it, it's like, it. He came, he put money. No, well, well, well. Tico, it's my story. Tico, it's my story. Abramovich came. He was going to buy White Hart Lane. He was buy Tottenham. And he gets in his helicopter. And he's flying over London to the airport. And he flies over frigging uh, Stamford Bridge on the west side. He goes, what team is that? And he goes, I want to buy that team instead. And he buys fucking Chelsea. And that following year, when they went on that spending spree, where they had like freaking Balak, Shevchenko, Crespo. What could have been, huh? And so, yeah, what, what, could, what have could have been, man? What could have freaking been? I, we, could, we actually know what could have been. Two Champions Leagues, one Europa, <laughs> two EPLs, and a fake up. We know exactly what could have been, Enzo. Fucking. But, but I, I, I read that story before, but I just don't know the details behind it. It's not like Stanford Bridge is this amazing-looking stadium. What kind of made him want it's to buy? In, it's in West London, which is a nicer area than Tottenham. Location, location, location. Yes, correct. Ah, <sighs> all right. That was such a defeated sigh, Enzo. That was such a defeated sigh. I'm a fucking Tottenham fan. What do you expect, man? Like, I got to roll with the highs when I've got them. That's why I go hard. And when I lose, that's when I just, I go radio silence. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thanks for listening. This is episode six of Draft Offsides. I'm with Tico and Enzo. My name is Keith. And, uh, Follow our Twitter, which is at Draft Offsides. Same thing with Instagram. I Draft Offsides. Yeah, do it. All right. Bye, peoples. Bye, guys.